You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio. You know, one of the things I've listened to all the different shows every so often that we do, and I have found that I have a cadence in the manner in which I bring every show in to be with, hey, welcome to Second Mary Radio, and it's kind of the same kind of, so that time I tried to go different. Okay, how'd it feel? Different. Weird, <laughs> odd, because you know, it's anytime, like sitting in a different ta- different chair at the table. Or yeah, anytime you do something a little different, there's a little awkwardness to it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's kind of like sex and marriage sometimes. Lean that into it. When you try some things that are different, sometimes it's just gonna feel awkward. Well, that's what happened with me. But enough about me. This is Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for jumping on each and every week with us and being part of the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation. Uh, we love to know that there are people out there that we can help frame a conversation about what's going on in married life and how sex can be better, how marriage can be better, and all that's in between. Um, If you want to jump on the show with any kind of questions, comments, thoughts, criticisms, feedback, praise, whatever, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Also, you can call us at 214-702-9565 and ask your questions for the show, and we can alter your voice a little bit. If you've got a question that you're like, I don't want anybody recognizing my voice, I can distort it. Good point. So that way, leave a voicemail. Let us know. 214-702-9565. And then the last thing we ask of the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, other than showing up every week and listening, Mm -hmm. uh, is jump on iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio or however you choose to listen and rate and review, leave a comment, help us spread the word that married sex is the hotbed for sex. Because we want it to just get better for everybody. Yeah. And speaking of better, uh, I just got back uh, this past weekend from four days with one of the alumni mastermind groups that's been together for over three years now. Yeah, this is your first time to get away and have this what did I say? Fourth? Did this I say first? This was the fourth year. Okay, yeah, it's fourth. not the first. Yeah, it's I, the did first. I say first? You I said meant, first. I meant fourth. Are you feeling awkward now? With yeah. Nah, okay. I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a great time with uh, these six uh, most solid individuals I come mm-hmm. across uh, just because I've had a lot of life with them. And so, fellas, uh, you are a blessing to my life. Uh, you're a blessing to my marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you for the time that, that we get to spend and just go deep. Yeah. I come home tired though. So that's a, it's a great getaway, but man, it's, it's some deep conversations that go on all the time. That's good. It's a great that's thing. Good. Well, coming up on today's uh, regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is a couple of your questions and our answers. And then on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is longer, deeper, and there's no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com. Uh, we're going to have a conversation that took place a little bit in the academy, but then we'll we'll build off it just a little bit more on the idea of uh, what's the difference between respect and love, mm-hmm. and is there a hierarchy of the two? And so all that's coming up on today's show. I want to take a quick caveat, Pam, uh, before we dive into the first question from an email that uh, came up with another conversation I'd, I've had 
about how, hey, just there was a, a, a husband that had pointed out to me just recently, hey, don't forget about us lower desire husbands. Yeah. That are out there. I mean, we right. we talk about the the higher desire wife at times. There's episodes sure. in the archives. And by the way, with Sexy Marriage Radio and smrnation.com and its new site, it's much more searchable. So right. if there's That's something good to point out. Yeah. yeah, if there's something you're looking for that you can't find, uh, if you go to the search bar at smrnation.com and mm-hmm. type in whatever it is, um, we've indexed everything a whole lot better, including podcasts now. Mm-hmm. So there should be content that's easier to find. And the hope would be we can get it in your hands faster. Another little quick technical thing that needs to be added is if over the last three weeks or so you have not received any emails from SMR Nation, um, I need you to go resubscribe because we uh, parsed down the email list and some just got taken away. And so okay. some people that normally were getting stuff from us um, via email aren't anymore. And so if you go to smrnation.com, join the free marriage library that gets you back on the list, that keeps you up to date with what's going on, plus additional information that we send out that's just going to be helpful. Right. So if you were using those and all of a sudden they stopped. Um, right. If you haven't heard from us in 2020, it. we've sent a lot out mm-hmm. in 2020. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you've not gotten any of the emails... Uh, jump back on, please, and and subscribe to be on our email list. It's free, it's simple, uh, but that way you know the all the ins and outs of what's going on here a little mm-hmm. bit more, plus some added bonus information. But one of the things that came up in the conversation about the Lower Desire Husband is there was a challenge that was issued uh, to this particular Lower Desire Husband about, he was like, Corey, I'm not sure how to keep up, right? It's not that he's not interested okay. in the sense of, uh, I'm not, I don't enjoy it. It's not, it's none of that. It's just the whole, uh, I can't keep up. It's just my wife's desire is just higher than mine. Mm-hmm. And so biologically speaking, I don't bring it up if it's not on my mind, which is a very common thing, common male or female. Low. Yep. And so we actually posed to him the idea of, well, what if you saw this whole uh, process as uh, play the role of Jeeves for her? You could be a servant, okay, for her, okay. And so he what he what did he go do? He went out and bought a bell, <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> and so now she's a little randy, interested. She not, rings the bell. It's not on his radar. She can just ring a bell. <laughs> <laughs> How does that help him biologically keep up with her desire? But that's though. the whole point. It's not about trying to biologically keep up with her. It's about still being engaged because as a man, if biologically, even if the penis isn't working, sure, other things on your body do. Sure. And so there's nothing to say the biology won't kick in as you're uh, being around as a servant, uh-huh. helping steer towards her pleasure. That could be something that a lot of men can can harness some power that comes from that pleasure to then all of a sudden biologically be interested. Okay. So they but just it's still, steered it a little differently. I have to give props to the idea of a bell. I wonder if he has a bow tie that he wears. A bow tie. And little, that's it. A little arm towel arm hanging towel, over his forearm. Right. right. Uh, you rang, ma'am. <laughs> I think that'd be a fantastic uh, response to the ringing of the bell. <laughs> All right, this is an email that just came in uh, that we're, we are quick to the draw to answer because this just 
hit the inbox at feedback at And it says, first of all, thanks so much for what uh, you and your wife have created with Sexy Marriage Radio. It's been a blessing to me to be able to hear and learn about sex and intimacy from a Christian perspective. Sexy Marriage Radio is far and away the best podcast radio program on sex out there. The other ones are so out of balance and not from a Christian worldview, that, and those that are are boring and not specific. Although I don't always agree with some of our suggestions, I, we always emphasize communication with your spouse above all else, which that's exactly true. Key, that's, yes, that's key. We want to frame conversations and then you apply it to, to your, your situation, your, yep. your structure. So I'm thankful for my wife and our ability to discuss intimacy and the issues that we have. We're very happy and have a healthy marriage and sexy, sexy relationship. So here's the, uh, the question. So it's a long email, and the question he's really got goes to this. So I've listened to all the episodes and a couple related about how being present and uh, bringing um, the language and the communication and the vibrancy, because he references, he loved the episode we did on the F word. Okay. Yeah. And on how do we label parts or, you know, what's dirty talk? Mm-hmm. You know, we've tried to venture into that arena some. And so here's his question. So the, there was once a question about swearing during sex, like using the F word. And I think it was, it's okay. If that's the only time we say it, and that's kind of the decision they came up with. He also remembers an episode about using euphemisms like food words to begin to talk about sex and body parts. And I have multiple words that I can use to tell my wife I want to see her boobs. We have our own code words, some funny, some sexy, etc. So no problems there. But I have no words to tell her that I want to see her labia. And just saying the word labia doesn't sound sexy, it sounds scientific, which... I got to totally agree. Yeah. that's There's no eroticism with that whole thing. Plus, she and we don't want to use the other commonly heard terms when pre- referring to it as they generally sound dismissive and controlling. As in, the, the word starts with P, the right. word starts with C. Right. You know, there's several that I'm not going to say on the air. Yeah. Um, so I bet I'm not the only guy out there who wants to communicate this to their wife by using words and not grunts, which... Can I speak to the women and say they probably don't want to have that communicated to them either by grunts? That would be much appreciated, yes. <laughs> okay. yeah. So, yes, we have talked about it, and she gets squeamish, and we don't have a good word yet. Do we have any thoughts? Love the show. I, my immediate thought is just say, I want to get in between your legs. Okay, talk about a region. Yeah. Because I can't wait to see between your legs or what you're hiding. Yeah. Even that, that just speaks straight out. I don't think you're um, tiptoeing around something or or at okay. all. I think that that is a very um, straightforward and okay. kind of erotic way to put it. I agree. I would say. I'm going to land under the whole idea of just using the word, I'm really excited to see your lips. Huh. Okay. I would say that doesn't do it for me as much as the other. Well, I'm not saying that to you specifically in this moment because we're recording a show. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just... From... <laughs> I get it. I appreciate yeah. the realness, and now I know. Okay. Those are X. a few things he can try on uh-huh. his bride, Swing and right? a miss. He can try some of those on his But on there's his this... Because I, I understand his, his str- the struggle because this is one of those things that 
words have been created, and in some couples, even uh, very devout Christian couples, some of the more raunchy words, there's no problem at all, right? Because both of them have no issue with it. It actually can be a turn-on, you know? And that's where, again, Mm -hmm. this goes into the specifics of each individual circumstance and dynamic. Right. But there is an element of what, and he's, he's, he's right in asking this, I think, of how do I come up with something that's suggestive, explicit, edgy, innuendo-y, you know, there's, there's an element of it that adds a power by the word that you use, and it can elicit a good response. Yeah, I, I, and I would totally agree with that. Um, it, to me, it could be a, a singular word or a phrase. Even. Right. And so tell me this, Pam, because this is what strikes me with the conversation and the way you don't like the word I came up with. Well, um, and that might be something that the more I think on it, it's more like, yeah. Well, that's that's where okay. I'm. That's where I want to go. Okay, it's maybe. because sometimes isn't there? I think there's tremendous power in. I have a word that I think really works, and you're kind of eh, not so much, but used in the used at the right time with the right laser focus it can really elicit a pretty good response. Yeah, I mean, you got potential there, definitely. Because it can then, it grows into the comfort and the language that's created. And then the other cool thing about it is you come up with something, and I don't, uh, since reading this, I've been like, okay, what are, what do you use? What are others? (laughs) There's just just not a lot. Yeah. Uh, Because even the whole vagina, I mean, eh, that doesn't quite, Quite yeah, capture it's like, eh, it. It's you're a little not my more. Doctor. It's a little more medical yeah. or uh, just developmental. Yeah. On on that framework, but there's an element of coming up with. You try it on, and is and it sounds like in their dis, in their description of things, um, they have a good banter in that dynamic a mm-hmm. lot of times, and so. The hope of not having something that makes her squeamish isn't the right goal. A little squeamish is okay. I would I would agree right? with that. So sometimes just trying it on, not just testing it out about, hey, what do you think about this? But trying it on with a totally use it. Mm-hmm. You know, send the text that just put the word in there and see what kind of response that yeah. comes. The response you get is going to tell you uh-huh. whether it worked or not. Right. But that also doesn't mean, and this is where I think we should end this little segment, it also doesn't mean you can't circle back to it later because sometimes you drop something in the heat of it and she's like, uh-uh. And then she's wrestling some. It's, it's, I would it's totally in there. agree with that. And I so would... you circle back and you see. And if yeah. the second time it's a uh-uh, well then, okay, I need to come yeah. up. Back to the drawing board. Yeah. And maybe I come up with something a little bit better. And so those of you that are listening to the SMR Nation, if you've got something that fits and can help out, we'll do a follow-up of just, here's a couple others, because I'm all for better vernaculars. Oh, definitely. When it comes to this dynamic of how do we talk about the stuff yeah. that adds an edge, but it's respectful and crude enough, but not over the board, you know, yeah. overboard. Yeah. Well, and if you're in the academy... Go out there and post it. Jump on, on Slack, Slack. Let us know. If you're in not in the academy. academy, what are you doing? Get in the academy <laughs> right. with us. It's a lot of great conversations. But either way, uh, email us, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, because I'm all for everybody being better linguists in every sense of that word. Right. So another email that's been around for a little bit. 
that just says, Hello, Corey and Pam and Sexy Marriage Radio Land. I'm a binge listener that is still making my way through the archives, but my main question and concern is how to make the adjustment in marriage and married sex with a disabled spouse. Disability comes in multiple forms, and I'd love to hear about some general advice rather than to have an episode about our specific situation. How do you, what do you do when your spouse becomes disabled? How do you navigate that change in the relationship? Hopefully there could also be an episode already, and I just haven't gotten to it, but if not, I'd love to have an episode on this. Thanks. Mm, that's it, good. It is, because this is something that strikes uh, a lot of people, and if you're around long enough, it's going to strike us all. Yeah, potentially, yeah. <laughs> right? Just because things don't always work. Right, and and when you're he, they're not wanting to get specific. So I mean, you're you're talking disabled in um, a lot of different arenas, right? So right? F- yeah. So first, it's it's the definition of that word has to be explained a little bit to frame our conversation. We we need to at least at the outset mm-hmm. um, talk about how how are we going to discuss it, because otherwise it can be extrapolated into things that that's not where we're really meaning it, right? Right. And so I think of it just from the way he's framing this is the idea of a disability in sex. To me, what comes to mind is normal, regular penile vaginal intercourse is either a tremendous hurdle to overcome or can't be overcome. Okay. That's that's what I think about. I don't know if we're talking about disability as in I can't bend my knee. And so, therefore, positions just have to be creative because you can come up with easier solutions for that kind of a scenario versus some of the parts that used to work don't work anymore. Okay. I guess I was thinking of it on a on a little bit broader sense okay. and that potentially, you know, I, I we could have penile vaginal, but maybe other body parts just aren't working like we want. And so, positions are an issue. Okay. Right. Or, um, I don't know. There's, there's such a broad spectrum that we could go on here. Totally. And that's why let's, let's go more on just the physical, Mm -hmm. because I think that's the one that hits us the most and is the biggest identity hit. Right. Of if all of a sudden I'm unable to perform or you're unable to perform Mm -hmm. and as in with the sensations, lubrications, erections, whatever it might be that all of a sudden that's the reality. Yeah. And one person's still fine, but the other's not. And so this is, um, this goes right back to a lot of all the, uh, all the episodes that we do is in, you've got to start with how do you redefine sex? Is sex just what you've been doing or is there other possibilities? Redefine sex and redefine intimacy between the two of you, right? Because Absolutely. we're... we're not just talking about the sex act, we're to also talking about the bond between the two of you with intimacy. Well, and I think the way you're bringing that up, Pam, is a perfect framework because it's a path of using this, the way, the manner in which you approach the sex mm-hmm. between you is absolutely a way to create more intimacy between you. Right. Because then you start to look at it as, because a lot of us, we can take it for granted in that, oh yeah, things just work. That's how we reconnect versus 
what happens when the manner in which we reconnect gets taken away? Yeah. And now the even thought of it makes even more of a feeling of a divide. Right. Sure. Right. Because we yeah. can't we can't do that. And so therefore I have to totally confront myself differently. And that's where this thing starts. Mm-hmm. Is I redefine what does this mean for me? What does this mean in my marriage? What does this mean in my life? What has it meant? What does it mean now? What can it mean? Because you can actually have some far more intimate moments that have nothing to do with sex. Right. Because it's what you share together. Mm -hmm. It's what you create together. It's how you overcome things. It's how you realize things that you weren't even realizing you were capable of because they haven't been born yet. Mm. You know, we can sit here and say, and let me go a little tangent and let's see if this helps make sense. Okay. You can sit there and look at um, what comes to my mind is families that have uh, children with special needs. Yeah. You know, they're born with Down syndrome or something. And that's a lifelong thing then, mm-hmm. right? That, and we can sit here as an outset with two kids that aren't in the special need category mm-hmm. and go, I got no clue how you do that. Well, we don't know how you... I mean, li- the way life unfolds for almost every single human being mm-hmm. is when I'm presented with something, I muster up a way to, co- to, to confront it. Mm-hmm. Or I get out. That's the reality of things. Okay. And so a lot of times we don't know what we're capable of until we're faced with it. True. And so when you're looking at this aspect of how do I look at my sex life and sexuality in my marriage with a, with a, when a spouse is disabled, I, I say this in some regards as a hopefully a little word of encouragement that when I have to face it, I'll probably find ways I'm capable to do so. And in some regards, he's doing it because he's he's reaching out. Yeah, he's got the power within, definitely. So he's asking the questions. That's a first step, too, mm-hmm. is what do I do? And so I look at this as you, you up the communication between you. And how how do you do that? Well, you, you recognize that, okay, I'm going through something that I have to come to grips with. Let's say... Let's say in our example, I'm the one that's disabled. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in this hypothetical that we're trying to help extrapolate out for him. Yeah. I'm assuming it's a him. It's not it's not clarified. Well. But for we'll, this spouse. We'll roll with it. Right. We'll go with the him. Um, then I have to come to grips with how do I view me in this, let alone how do I interact with you in this. Okay. At the same time. You're doing the same thing, mm-hmm. right? So you're having to grip, come to grips with how do we interact, but also how do you view you? Because now the responsiveness is different. And so now there's a different identity hit. So is that something that then as you're going through and figuring out how do I view me, I need to fill you in on that? Well, it's it's. I think it's recognizing this something, this is a phrase we've used a couple of different times in the shows of the past. It's recognizing the importance of simultaneous existences. That you're going through a process at the same time I'm going through a process. So how do we not step on each other's processes as much as possible? Hmm. Because there's so often... Okay, quick caveat to help make the point. When you lost your father mm-hmm. 12 years ago, yeah, um, there's a grieving process you're going through. I can understand that because you're the daughter. Mm-hmm. There's a grieving process I'm going through that's different 
than the process you would go through. Right. Right before he, we lost him with cancer, you were doing lots of trips up there. And it was real easy. If there was a weekend I didn't want to go, you would interpret that as, you don't love my father. You don't care about him, right? Just because you're wrapped up in your own grief. Rather than realizing, no, I care about him. It's just different. I don't have the drive to want to be up there all the time like you would. That's not an unloving thing. That's just the reality of the differences of our paths. Mm-hmm. How do those simultaneously exist without it being messy? They don't, but they need to. That's what I'm talking about is okay. the idea that both parties have weight that they're trying to get through. And how do you acknowledge both? Because I think when you can see it that way, you all of a sudden open up the possibilities of different levels of compassion, different levels of understanding, different levels of joining where each of you are. Okay. Hello, more intimacy. Exactly. Yeah. Right? That, I mean, that was... Hello, thought. more depth. Right. Hello, more what you didn't even realize or, or thought you were capable of tasting. Mm-hmm. That's the process to me. Mm-hmm. Because then all of a sudden you maybe come up with this idea of, you know what? Sex used to be on this scale of a level of my priorities. Now I've recognized what I can taste by just doing this instead is far greater. Mm-hmm. It has a different level of pleasure and a different level of meaning, but it has a different level of value too. Right. And it's the willingness, and I put, and I don't use this word lightly because it's an incredibly important one. It's the willingness and it's the courage of both spouses to look at themselves and each other in their situation through a through a brighter lens, mm-hmm. through a possibility. Right? It, it's it's a level set of things. Yeah. Well, you and you use the word possibility. I I I was thinking the word hope. Okay. Right? That. Uh, the disability is the, not the end of something. Absolutely. There's hope for more, and there can be something that you touched on earlier, uh, something within you that's never even been born yet um, that is maybe even greater than what's already in you. Because if we'll look at it, we've already been down this path in some way, shape, or form prior. Yeah. Because we look back at our life and go, Man, I didn't even know I was capable of, but but look at what we've achieved already. Yeah. And if I can just use that knowledge to know, okay, how do I, with the best in me, confront what I'm faced with? Because it's not easy. Mm -mm. We've had some couples in the academy that have spoken up on this some Mm -hmm. about how, yeah, when I had to go through cancer treatments and when I had to get hormone things taken away and we had to come up with different ways to navigate this. Right. But they had the courage to ask the questions, seek out the help with the professionals, and walk through it. And now they can be on the other side and realize, wow, what we're tasting now is far better than what we ever were doing. Mm-hmm. Because it's so much more rich and deep mm-hmm. and meaningful. Which to me, Pam, that's what I want in life. Oh, definitely. <laughs> in the long run... I want things that are meaningful and deep. Mm-hmm. I don't want just the quick flu, the the quick f- fluff, the fluff and the good time that's mm-hmm. not lasting. Mm-hmm. I want the things that 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 dig in and land deeply. Yeah, encouraged to do so. This is when we start to see the best in people. Right, and I love when the best in people show up. 
because mm-hmm. it just makes the world a much better place. Yeah. Well, this has been a fun show. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. I love it when the nation speaks up and has questions that really do help frame conversations. Mm -hmm. And then in the extended, I love it when the nation speaks up on the call and we use it, sections of it for a larger audience. Yeah, I love those calls and hearing people's input and opinions and thoughts and study and it's good stuff. We all are better when everybody's... uh, helping each other, speaking up for what, right. the way they see it, the way they frame it, the importance of it. Um, well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Uh, if we left something undone, let us know. 214-702-9565 is how you can call our voicemail line, or you can email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your day to spend it with us. See you next time.